We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. That sounds like really good analysis. That was much better than I was anticipating, to be honest with you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, you did great. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast 2017. Uh, I am Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, Welcome to the new year. We have games tomorrow. We do. And the next day and the next day. And we had games today and yesterday yesterday and And the day before uh, that, actually. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It's it's been a a steady, a steady stream, as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, But game week 19 filled us with a bunch of thrills and a a little bit of spills. But we we will get to Kieran Trippier uh, in a little bit when we talk (laughs) about Tottenham. Uh, we will also get to AFCON because some players are going to be leaving very soon for African Cup of Nations. I think some players are even leaving tomorrow, January yep. 2nd. So we will keep you up to date on the latest news there uh, and which Premier League players will not be available. Spoiler alert, Yaya Torre retired from Ivory Coast. Stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, should we just get straight to game week 20, Andrew? Yeah, I think we should. I mean, anything that we learned from 19, we can discuss at that point. But uh, I'm not sure we really learned a ton um, outside. Well, no, we didn't learn anything about Kieran Trippier either. So um, Yeah, we did. He learned that he's really good when he plays. No, we knew that already, though. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But no. um, <clears throat> We learned that he's better than Nathaniel Klein. That's what we learned. <laughs> I'm not sure we learned that, but, um, yeah, the, I mean, nothing was really all, all that, um, shocking, um, particularly the two matches today, Sunday. Um, I think the only surprising one was, um, Burnley beating Sunderland by such a big margin, but I'm not sure Burnley beating Sunderland was all that groundbreaking either. No, but the fact that they scored, well, they scored four times, Andre Gray scoring three times. We'll get to him. We'll get to him when we get to Burnley because they have a a significantly tougher matchup in game week number 20. So let's start with our Monday slate, starting with the 7.30 game. 
It is Middlesbrough taking on Leicester up in the northeast. Uh, for Leicester, now, I, I, I'm not sure when these players are leaving for the African Cup of Nations. I'm not sure if it's as early as tomorrow, but they're the ones hit the hardest, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Islam Slomani, it's Riyad Mahrez, it's Jeffrey Schlupp, Daniel Amarte. Yeah. Uh, Schlupp and Amarty were kind of, I wouldn't call them fringe and players, Marty. but they were, yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, Mahrez and Slomani are obviously gigantic losses. Um, if I remember correctly, and it's, uh, like I said, it's only Sunday afternoon, so I may be mistaken, but um, I believe Eric Bailly is the only one I've seen who is going to miss uh, the Monday, like this upcoming match week. He apparently yeah, was well, called well, early. Mohamed, so. Mohamed Elneny is leaving. Um, for Arsenal, he's leaving tomorrow to go oh, okay. to for Egypt. For Egypt, right? Yep. Um, right. Okay, so he's out, but um, I mean, he's right, it's, it starts. It starts on it starts on the fourteenth. I mean, most players are going to miss game weeks twenty one through twenty four, but there are some players who will miss game week twenty as well. Mm -hmm. But we're just going to get you uh, up to date with all the players that we know that are going to be leaving and to make your adjustments as necessary i have adjustments to make in one of the taga leagues as i miss a few players for african cup of nations mm -hmm. uh, but we'll get to them as we get to them uh in terms of this game here let's just assume that slimani and Mares still play yep because most players are just going to miss 21 through 24 but uh a middlesbrough side who's been who've been pretty pretty stubborn in terms of letting up goals and i remember last week we are not last week a couple of days ago we were talking you know i was saying that this was not going to be an easy game for manchester united in game week 19 at home against burrow and for all a night for about 90 of the 95 total minutes played it was very tough for united yeah i mean we saw victor valdez was like one of the best fantasy options because um did he finish with it was a absurd number of saves i forget what the what the number turned out to be, but, um, you know, the Manchester United is like not the first time that somebody's like racked up a goalkeeper has racked up a ton of saves against, uh, Manchester United, but expecting kind of a repeat from Valdez against Leicester, I think is a little, um, off base because Middlesbrough have been really good defensively at home and Leicester have just been a mess on the road. Um, they haven't even really been all that dominant at home. So you know, whether Mares or Slimani are available, I'll, I won't be having either of them on, on any teams where I can make that choice. Victor Valdez, by the way, 10 saves. 10 credited. saves, yeah. Yep. So he hit the, he hit the, the decade mark. Um, it's uh, for, for me, this is a game where we're going to see a Leicester side that either they need to identify themselves as a side that can just actually put the hammer down or will actually sit back and defend. Cause right now they do neither. Mm -hmm. And if they go out and try to attack burrow, they may be susceptible to the counter, but if they sit back, they can try to keep a clean sheet because let's face it, there, there's not a lot of striking talent on, on, on burrow. So, um, if, if Slavani and Mars are still there, I, I would say let, you know, go after it you know like especially while you still have those players on your side you should definitely try to make a statement before they all leave do you think um slimani is a better fantasy option in this game than negredo no oh. not even close <laughs> I mean, made it sound like I, like middlesbrough had nobody in and lester they really don't no no they don't all right and by the way i reported a couple of days ago about that whole instagram the terrible instagram pickup lines by gaston ramirez yes Notice how he didn't play. Um, he was not. He was not named in in the starting eleven, and I'm I'm not sure if those two aren't correlated. Um. Okay. I'm just well. He probably has some personal issues he has to deal with. Like, let's say maybe his wife finding out. I guess he came on. He was. He was on. He he still played. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, he's got to get his house in order and I'm not that, that, you know, it, all I know is from my, you know, if that happened to me in my experience in my life, that would take more than like a couple of days. Okay. I think you're reading a little too much into it, but I'm just having some fun with it. Yeah. That's all. But yeah. I don't, uh, but, uh, I don't see a but, ton no, in this but, game. Yeah. But Negredo, Negredo can't make a goal by himself. Right. Right. Which is why I kind of bring out Gaston Ramirez. He's one of the primary setup men. And if he's out, you know, or if he doesn't start, that's one more 
uh, that's that, that's that's one fewer options for Negredo to get service. Yep. Yep, I get that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's going to be much service on either side in this in this game. Yeah, and just as a final note, uh, Negredo, he won't outmuscle West Morgan and Robert Huth. <laughs> Probably not. He will not. So. It, it just just something to to keep in mind there. And on the Leicester side, I don't think there's much in terms of offense in this one as well. But is there so is there so little that I mean I think you ranked Casper Schmeichel. I looked at the ranking sheet only briefly. Uh, I did um, mostly because I thought this one had a good chance of just being scoreless all around. Did you also rank? I was gonna say I wonder if I ranked Valdez. Let me. I doubt I did, but um... yeah, I don't think I don't think many people did, and I think. We're all. I think we're all just kind of still in the romance of last season, with uh, with Lester, and we're we're not. I think all of us as an industry are, are not really viewing Lester as what they are, which is a team that we thought last year was you know earmarked for a you know relegation battle, right? This is the five thousand to one odds team that we were expecting to see last season. <laughs> right, right. I think that's that's accurate. This is the we're finally seeing what we expected. I'm looking now. I I have Valdez eight and Schmeichel nine, yeah. so I did rank them. Good. All right. At least you're consistent. All right. So there's not much offense there. Let's move on to another game where there probably isn't going to be much more offense, which is Everton at Goodison against Southampton. Uh, maybe maybe Everton scores some, but uh, not much. All right. Let's be honest here. Uh, and uh, Adrisa Gay is going to be out, and so is Yannick Balassi, as, as I we think, already know. But... I think Gay has one more. I think he's playing this one. I was pretty sure he was leaving after this game. Yeah, but... <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, so at least be on the lookout for Adrisa, Adrisa Gay scat, uh, status going into this weekend. I thought I read somewhere that he was going to leave, but that's OK. Uh, uh, on the Southampton side, they uh, Sofian Bufal, same thing. He is set to join Morocco in the African Cup of Nations. So there's definitely adjustments to be made, it, potentially, on both sides of the coin here. But Southampton, Dusan Tadic returned last week. Uh, you know, Marginally successful in terms of his playmaking abilities. He did pick up an assist, but it it, it still doesn't look like a, a potent attack. Yeah, I totally agree. And I kind of wonder if he got the start because they're, he was kind of the rotated guy in. It, it just feels like they um, are getting very used to James Ward-Prowse kind of playing that playmaking role, which I'm not sure he's good enough to, to play as well as Dusan Tadic, but it's, it's not my club, so... Um, I'm not going to make that decision, but um, I don't know. I just, for the way that Tadic has been so sparingly used, I find it tough to see him playing back-to-back games in 48 hours. Yeah. I think the biggest note for this game and the reason why there might be offense on Everton's side is because Virgil van Dijk picked up a red card. Yeah. Uh, last, a uh, couple of, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. All the uh, way, <laughs> all the way two days ago. Yeah. Right. One day ago. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a little bit tougher sliding. Also, Everton have an extra day of rest. They're at home. Um, if you take a side in this one, I would take the Everton side. But that means you're gonna be, you know, gambling a lot on a high priced option for DFS purposes on Romelu Lukaku. Uh, yeah, um, I there. Are, I think there are better high priced options on the slate. Yeah, that, that's but my I think, point. Yeah, but I think he he's still you know, fully capable of scoring against Southampton. Yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing Virgil van Dyklis. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm picturing Lukaku rising up over Maya Yoshida for a goal. So I might convince myself, you know, a little further on him, but yeah, I'm, I I think that the person with the most to gain with the upcoming fixtures is actually enter Valencia. Um, He started on the wing uh, on the right side of Lukaku, and he, uh, if he continues to be there, he's someone who can actually inject some pace and some clinical finishing on that right-hand side. Someone, I, I remember, I used to clamor for the days of Aruna Kone playing with uh, <laughs> with Romelu Lukaku, but that's not going to happen, especially because Aruna Kone is actually going to African Cup and right, yeah, just if, yeah, yeah. So it's it's something that I've wanted to see at least a second option, especially one that can be that can go up and actually win a header. Uh, that's not named Romelu Lukaku, but I, I'm I'm putting Enter Valencia closer to the a guy than yeah I think he's I think he's a guy but I think he's the, I think he's the guy with the most to gain in current construction of of Everton and I also see 
a really good opportunity in this game because Southampton are, are you know, they're going to they're going to be without their primary their primary influence, both, uh, you know, on the pitch and defensively, especially. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's, that's I, well, I'll put it this way. Would you take him or Shane Long enter Valencia? Oh, right. And that's Southampton's number. Uh, well, potentially well, number one option or only option up front. No, I think Rodriguez is a better option up front. I think well, he'd be the guy. I would take Rodriguez over Ender Valencia for sure. Okay. All right. Well, it, it, I mean, Jay Rodriguez didn't play last uh, cup yesterday. I keep going. I'm going to say last week for the rest of this podcast, apparently. But uh, it, it, it's he played. I mean, he didn't start, but you know, he, he didn't start. Yeah, right. But, but uh, neither did Ryan Bertrand or Jose or, Font or, you know, or like, Cedric. Uh, right. So yeah, they, they put Sam McQueen back there. Which yeah. Cedric, I think, had an illness, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to read too much into yesterday's results or yesterday's lineups uh, as some sort of um, indication of where guys stand, you know, when when everybody's fit. So, especially because you got to rotate somewhere, right? Right. All right. Uh, let's go on to Manchester City. Let's go to the em- uh, to the Emirates. Yes, and uh, Burnley make their way over, and this is prime Tom Heaton save territory, and for Manchester City. Uh, they're getting a red hot Andre Gray, who is pretty fast. They could take advantage of those spaces in between the midfield and the defense. Uh, they could if they. I'm trying to sell it. I'm if they, to sell yeah. It. <laughs> if they get the ball once, then maybe. But uh, this is about as lopsided as, as you're going to find this season, uh, particularly with Sergio Aguero back and and seemingly and rested. Andino. So. And who? And Fernandinho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Arrested Fernandinho. Um, no, this is uh, totally one-sided. Um, Aguero has like ridiculous goal scoring odds. I think they're minus 225 to score once and it's plus 188 to score twice, which is better than a lot of guys have to score once. So, um, no, I don't think, I don't think this is anywhere close. And I actually worry that Heaton gives up more goals than he saves shots. You worry that I don't. I know you don't. You never yeah. worry that. Nope, I never worry that about Tom Eaton. Right. Because <clears throat> uh, Manchester City are not afraid to shoot from outside the box, and Burnley are going to let you. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that, but I don't know. I wouldn't—I would uh, I would try to look elsewhere. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 going to disagree. But anyway, on Manchester City, I still like all the offensive options, right? You know, I still yeah. think they are going to score, but I, I think that they're also going to not score more. As far as in terms of shots, shots on target versus shots in target. Yeah, I I still have a problem going beyond De Bruyne and to a lesser extent Aguero, but like everybody else is just so goal dependent. Um, and not that they like can't score, but you you can't play Raheem Sterling expecting like a solid eight point floor, uh, even against Burnley. So uh, I would probably make him the the next safest. I mean, Yaya is pretty much a, a dart throw. Nolito's the same way. So uh, the only thing that would really throw everything is is if De Bruyne sits, which I don't, you know, there's no indication that he will other than it's just a conge- congested schedule. So um, yeah, all your Man City guys. All right. And Andre Gray, would you take him? No. All right. We will move on now to Liverpool, who travel to the northeast to take on Sunderland up in Tyneware. Uh, good Lord. Uh, Liverpool, <laughs> we thought that it was going to be fun. We thought it was going to be expansive. We thought it was going to be entertaining. It was 1-0, and the stakes, and, the, and it was close, but it was, it was not the game that we really wanted to see between Liverpool and Manchester City. Um at least they get to take on Sunderland this week, right? Or this this game week, right? That's right. Um, the the like Man City like were basically just like dominated early on, and then finally they started turning it on, and everyone's like, "All right, here it comes! Like we're gonna get a game here." And then like eight minutes later, it was over. Meaning like the the Man City flu- uh, fluidity was over; they just couldn't get the ball. Sergio Guerrero did not get a touch in the box, which is kind of unheard of for him. Um, and it's not like Liverpool are a dominant defensive side in terms of actually defending. They're more, um, you know, they're 
if they're like an NBA team that plays at a slow pace. They just don't, you know, if they're not as many possessions, you're not going to score as much. So Liverpool tries to hold the ball as much, so they look like a good defensive team. But um, that performance is kind of the reason why I love Man City so much. I mean, obviously playing at home against Burnley helps, but uh, Liverpool, uh, I think they can... I think they'll be a little more open in this one. Obviously, it's not as as a evenly matched game, so there's every reason to think they'll they'll come out and dominate. I assume Divock Origi will be back in the starting eleven, and it's possible that um, Sturridge does too. Um, I think, yeah, Henderson picked up a knock uh, to his heel. I think it was, um, yep. and so if he doesn't start, then you could put kind of Wijnaldum and Chan back there, which opens up another attacking spot. But would you? still put anybody or you would still put Sadio Mane ahead of Adam Lallana I can't believe I'm saying that it's getting closer but yes okay I have Lallana as the top Liverpool midfielder now he just seems to be involved in everything yeah yeah I think that's more of just you know we've seen this recently um recently, I think Sadio like this whole season is that what you mean no no but what, what, all right. What are the counting stats on both of them? How many goals and assists does Lalana have? How many goals and assists does Sadio Mane have? Well, because um, I'm pretty because I'm pretty sure only one of them is on pace to do double double, and that's Mane. It's not. No, no, no. Lalana had. Well, oh, I, I guess it's a double double. Actually, I think you're wrong about that too. I'm trying to pull it up on my. Uh, so I thought that here, it. But... I, I, I thought that it was like uh, eight goals and four assists for Sadio Mane. Um, well, four assists doesn't get you to ten in well, another season but uh or another half season excuse me um Lalana is at seven goals Mane is at eight uh eight goals and then Lalana is at seven assists and Mane is at four so Lalana is already at seven and seven yeah that, that's yeah because because uh, that's right because of this week too um he yeah, that's pretty good oh he did get one this week excuse me yeah he got one uh it yeah um you, you got uh, it... <sighs> Coutinho's yeah I, Coutinho's the guy. Coutinho's at five and five, and he hasn't played in weeks, so he, uh, you know, he could obviously get there. But um, I don't know. Lallana just seems how, to be so much more can, involved. It's so weird that they may have three guys to get there. Yeah, it's possible. Mane probably won't with the Afcon. With the assists, so. yeah, yeah, with the Afcon. Yeah, that's right. Sadio Mane going to African Cup of Nations and Sunderland. They have both Papi Gilaboji and Lamine Kone definitely going. Maybe I don't think they're going this week, but they are going for the Ivory Coast. Uh, they all Wabi Kazri for Tunisia yeah, will be leaving as well, and their record signing in the offseason, DDA Ndong, is going for Gabon, who is the host nation of the African Cup of Nations this year. <sighs> it's I just mean, weird so- to look at this Liverpool team, and at the beginning of the season, you're like, who's going to go 10 and 10? And you'd be like, well, Sturge might be able to do it, Coutinho probably. And like at this point, the leaders are Lalana, Mane, and Firmino, I guess, which is just crazy. Yeah. By the way, Joel Matip mm-hmm. not going yes, for camp. Correct. So he was in a little hot water for that too. Yes, he was. He's also hurt now, so that maybe that yeah. helps. Yeah, he conveniently hurt. Right. Well, he's out for this Sunderland game, so I I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's a convenient injury. Uh, speaking of Sunderland, though, they've got I think Billy. Was it Billy Jones is suspended, and which means we could have a little Javier Manquillo revenge game? No, no, we can't. <laughs> no, we cannot. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, what we do have though is we have West Brom led by Hal Robson Kanu. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> taking on Hull, who will be with uh, who may potentially be without Ahmed El Mohamedi. Because he is off to Afcon. Um, for West Brom, this is you got to like Craig Foster. You got to like uh, Craig Foster. I'm combining them again. <laughs> you did it Craig again, Dawson yeah. and Ben Foster. Uh, you got you got to like Chris Brunt if he's categorized as a defender. Uh, I remember a couple days ago you were saying, "Would you take Robert Snodgrass?" And of course, he scores a free kick. Yeah, that great Foster. game. Great game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's the. There's the potential for midfield explosion. Matt Phillips with a goal and an assist as mm-hmm. well uh, yesterday. So, uh, so 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 much midfield offense here, and, and now with Hal Robson Kanu, maybe even a forward who can score a goal. Yeah, he was great. Um, Salomon Rondon got. They were basically just resting him. There wasn't. 
this wasn't like some sort of um, uh, lineup change uh, for the long term. But do you see, I know this sounds a little crazy, but do you see the possibility of Pulis playing both of them in like a 4-4-2? Four, four, yes. Yeah. yes, absolutely I do. They played it a 4-2-3-1 basically all season, but uh, Robson Canu looked pretty good. I don't Robson Canu they... can also play, you know, like the Troy Deeney type of role in the 4-4-2 where he drops back to actually help the midfield as right. well. So he's adept at doing that. We saw it for for Wales in the uh, in the Euro. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, something he looked, he's certainly able to do. Yeah, yeah, he definitely um, he looked really good. And so, uh, frankly, if they want, if they need to remove a an attacking piece, it's really Nasser Chadley who should get out. He's just been awful. Yeah, awful, he was awful. not he was not very good oh. <laughs> this past week. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough sledding for for Nasser Chadley because he looks to be getting left behind now that Matt Phillips is a more permanent fixture in the lineup. For sure, for sure. But yeah, I think not, I mean I don't, I don't think people were really depending on Nasser Chadley anyway. So. Uh, so there were some people who were rolling with him earlier this year when he had that little oh, so four I was, goals in four games. But yeah, I was. But he was a midfield three, like in a, in a in like a league where you can start four or five you know he's like your third best he's not yeah. like someone you're depending on would you is there any reason if they both start to take Rondon over Robson Canu absolutely not yeah uh, I, I I've been waiting for um, Robson Canu to actually get some time but mm. yeah, yeah they look good. I mean this is the game to do it you might as well keep him in there yep. and then I mean, all, it's all it's all on the road right everyone for West Brom looked good yep exactly this is gonna be another one of those offensive explosions that I'm gonna be able to rub in your face later I'll, how great the Albion I'll ask you the is. same question you asked me. Would you start Robert Snodgrass? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Mm. Even after last week. Yeah. Still, no, well, he's like the reverse Ibrahimovic. Like the, I can see Ibrahimovic scoring in every single game. I can't see Robert Snodgrass scoring, scoring in any any yeah. game. But he he seems to get it done. It's the the exact opposite. He had like twelve crosses too. I think. Um, the He's the anti-Zlatan. He, yeah. cro- he crosses and he can, and he scores a goal when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah, I just think, uh, you know, West Brom are much better defensively, particularly at home. That I don't think they're going to be able to get beaten by Robert Snodgrass. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, let, let's talk about Zlatan, shall we? Sure. He and, the, he and the rest of the Red Devils travel to London to take on West Ham in the London Stadium. Uh, Andre Ayew is potentially uh, – he, he have to look out for him. He may be going out to AFCON early. Uh, Sofian Faguli, who hasn't been playing much, goes to for Algeria. And Chico Coyate, who does play, you have to make sure if you use him that he is actually going to be playing because he goes to AFCON. Uh, Manchester United, Eric Bailly is, uh, as you mentioned before. Yep, he's he is definitely not going to be there. So that means you're looking at possibly Phil Jones and Chris Smalling in the back uh, in terms of the center back pairings for this upcoming fixture and for the next four fixtures potentially. Um, that's been probably, using Marcos Rojo there too. Yeah, you're looking you're looking at potentially a different uh, just uh, you know, with no Bai who is the the strength and the speed in the center of the defense. Let's be honest here; he's the most talented of all of them. Yeah. Do you fear for the back line at Manchester United, even though it is West Ham? But, you know, with West Ham comes Andy Carroll. No, I don't worry about that. Do you worry about it for Dimitri Payet reasons? Um, I'm not that high on Dimitri Payet this week because of where, uh, because they're playing United. And so you think United will just take the ball away from from West Ham at all times? I think they'll have it enough and they'll be able to kind of shut down any any attack that that comes at them yeah i'm not overly concerned with i mean obviously they're not as good without Bayi, but i think they're they're still better than west ham enough that they can shut them out in london all right that's fair. i mean when you're looking at the other midfield options um they're just better ones i mean i would take I think I'd take Mkhitaryan over Payet in this game. That's a bold statement. That is very bold. Yeah, just uh, there are, there are teams that rely on one guy a lot, and there are certain teams that doesn't work against, and I think this is one of them. 
Ugh. I just also really like Mkhitaryan anyway, though. Like, I'm probably a little higher on Mkhitaryan than a lot of people. Although I'm looking, you ranked him higher than I did. Although you're yeah, higher, say, higher I'm, than Mkhitaryan, I, so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I just think. I'm pretty high on both, so I'm I, not going to. Well, yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I just don't see, like, a 15 cross game from Payet, which usually is when he picks up an assist or the goal doesn't really come from that, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it happening. Yeah, it's cer- it's certainly not likely that he if he does. If, um, it's not likely he scores. It, it, he could get an assist, but I don't think he'll get multiples. That's for sure. I think you're looking at like a like your ceiling on this one is a high cross game with an with one singular assist for Payet. Right, and they're they're likely to be a, a significant portion of those in open play, which. Um, you know, you usually need a, a good foundation of corners to have a high cross game, and I just don't see them winning many corners against Manchester United. And neither do I. All right, another team that probably won't win many corners is Burnmouth. Even though they're at home, they're going to be taking on Arsenal, who looked absolutely fantastic. And if Olivier Giroud does not start against Burnmouth, there is something seriously wrong inside of Arsene Wenger's head. <laughs> uh, well, there still might be something wrong, but I, I do think he starts. Um, Mesut Ozil is questionable he didn't play today because of an illness uh, Arsene Wenger said that he couldn't even get out of bed today which doesn't you know make you that optimistic that he's going to be able to play on Tuesday so um, they played Alex Iwobi kind of in a number 10 today he kind of moved in and out with Alexis Alexis played a little more on the wing so I'm guessing they could just try to do that again uh, Theo Walcott didn't play he's he could return although they they had Alex Oxley Chamberlain on the bench today, so they could they could move him. And they have a few different guys they can move in. Lucas Perez started today, so. Um, but yeah, I think Giroud has to be locked in. The the weird thing that a few people brought up to me on, on Twitter today is that Arsene Wenger said like two or three weeks ago, that he was going to have to rest Alexis during the holiday period because there was just too many matches. He, the number of matches he's played in the last two years is just absurd with, uh, Copa America and the. Um, which they did back-to-back years, and then, um, you know, he's been playing all these matches for Arsenal uh, when they had, you know, when they go into the group stage of the Champions League, and he was playing some absurd FA Cup matches and stuff like that. But he played 90 today, he played 90 last week, and without Mesut Ozil, uh, you would think he's going to start again on Tuesday. Which yeah. the, pro- the problem with Wenger's theory is that Chelsea don't stop winning. Right. right now, and they need to get the they more that they pace, know. That they, yeah, yeah the more that they know that they have to keep pace, and that Chelsea haven't dropped points. He's going to keep playing. He yeah. has to. Well, it's it's not even just Chelsea. I mean, the the top four. I mean, it's really five or six teams. Um, is very close. Meaning two through six, not so much one through six. So, I mean, if you you, you can't drop points because you're going to lose points for for the Champions League spots. So, um, yeah, it's it's true. The the. Yeah. Chelsea would you like to take a, would you like to take a minute to bask in the glory that was Olivier Giroud's scorpion kick? <laughs> um, he admitted after the match um, that it was all luck, and um, it was a great goal. But you can't possibly think that, like, when he started moving his leg back, he was like, "This one's going in." <laughs> I know this and, is going and in. And by the way, that assist is what is what is the amount of points that you beat me by? Oh, and Taga, it, awesome, yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, the it was a great goal. Great goal. It was uh, onside, unlike Henrik Mkhitaryan's, who, though I think his was a little. Mkhitaryan's looked a little more uh, intentional. Intentional. Yes, yeah. thank you. Because he actually hit it. He actually hit it sweetly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, great goal. And um, I think uh, there was a stat that somebody put up that I retweeted that I, if I remember correctly, now that Giroud has scored eleven goals on his last fifteen shots on target. That's pretty, pretty good. good pretty good yeah unsustainable but good yeah. yeah all right on the burma side they have uh, they played they had a bye week last week and that they played swansea mm-hmm. um they crushed them three nil which is the, which is the standard forfeit score in fifa so basically <laughs> someone quits in the middle and you're up uh, you get the standard three nil thank goodness so, they got rid of bob bradley Whew. yeah well to, again it's not we, we said it you know, he, they didn't show imp- – it's not that they didn't win. They didn't show improvement under Bob Bradley, and it's unlikely they're going to show improvement under nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's be honest here. It's Swansea, fair to Bob- Alan Curtis. 
Don't care. It's a bye week. As long as, <laughs> as long as there's not a permanent manager at Swansea. There is one, uh, now, but, isn't it? Isn't Paul Clement uh, there now? Yeah, I, I think that, that that was a strong rumor that they were going to be reaching out to him. But you know, he wasn't even first on their list, nor was he second. You know, he's like the third or fourth choice for them, and he. I think it's actually the best of the three that they were interviewing. The others were just retreads of fail of previous failures, you know. But who are the other you know, ones? Uh, they looked at Chris Coleman. They oh, right. looked at um, well, Roy Hodgson told them no. Oh. So he's doing them a favor. Sure, uh, that's, I'm sure that's the way he views it. Um, for Bird, but anyway, let's get, let's get the Burmuth. We'll talk about Swansea in a minute. Um, Benikafobi scored. Mm-hmm. He's off to AFCON <laughs> just in time. Uh, oh, for, we already said this for Arsenal that El Nene is leaving. He's leaving tomorrow, I believe, mm-hmm. for African Cup of Nations. So, uh, but for but yeah, but for Burma, I think it's just a Phoebe who leaves. Uh, but yeah, it's good. To, I mean, Callum Wilson is infuriating because I have him on a lot of rosters. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the future at forward for Burmuth? I think it's still Wilson. I mean, a phobie's kind of in and out. And frankly, I think they could play both of them together. So um, it's not crazy to think that Wilson could keep starting even if a phobie does when he comes back. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's Wilson is still the top choice. Yeah, it's it. I mean, Joshua King being up front. It, it, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. I got to be honest, and it was nice to see that they picked up a clean sheet, especially for Charlie Daniels and for well, what they didn't do is they didn't start Adam Smith. Right, He's, Smith lost his spot to Ake, yeah. or you know, basically, or Ake. just Simon Francis Ake. Yeah, Simon Francis, uh, Simone Francis. Excuse me, was Simone it Simone has Francis? Returned. That's right. Simone Francis was on the uh, the outside, uh, and Nathan Ake on the inside. It's gonna be really nice when Chelsea get their two best young defenders back after this season. In Nathan Ake and uh, Christensen over at Motion Godlike, who's been tremendous, Andreas Christensen. Yeah, it, 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 it it's so it's so weird to me that Nathan Ake can't like like I don't know what I don't know what 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 he is. First of all, I'm not sure if he's a center back because I don't think he's that big, but he's also I don't think I don't know if he's skilled enough to be a fullback, especially in a three four three that Chelsea employ. Um. But when you look at Nathan Ake, at, well, he has no fantasy value in this one. I want to. I'm making this a Chelsea podcast. Um, but for Burnmouth against Arsenal, is there any option that you would like? Probably not. Um, I guess you would look at Boric um, in like a save-heavy format, like Fanduel. But um, in fact, he probably has the best save upside of the the Tuesday slate. So um, you'd look there, but. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there or the defenders for a clean sheet, like an FPL. I would, I would stay away from them. And then, I mean, the junior Stanislas, Ryan Frazier looked good together. Uh, I'm not sure if they looked good together because they're playing well or because they were playing Swansea. So, uh, I don't think home against Arsenal is the time to find out if they're worth rolling with. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> uh- Oh, also, um, he hasn't been playing at all, but Max Gradle is going to be with the Ivory Coast. Yeah, he'll actually get to play. Um, didn't Ivory Coast not make it? Somebody didn't make it. Nigeria. Nigeria didn't make it. That's right. Um, yeah, Gradle doesn't play. And what's weird is how high we were on Gradle and Tyrone Mings, and neither of them can even sniff the field now. It's so sad. I mean, not it that really... Mings is be- is worse or is better than um, than Daniels, but or is it Francis? I can't remember which. He plays on the left, right, Mings? So yeah, um, yeah. I just I don't know. It's weird to. I mean, he was the, weren't they their two record signings? Yep. Yeah, they were right. Hmm. Oh well. Money well spent. <laughs> Maybe we'll see them now with the condensed schedule. No. Unlikely. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It, it, no Jack uh, Wilshire for this one. That's right. No Jack Wilshire revenge because he's on blown. That's right. All right. Arsenal side, you like everybody? Yeah. Okay. Crystal Palace are on by this week. They take on Swansea at home. Uh, 
it's it's super rare that uh, I'm probably going to end up yeah, – I, I want to take Christian Benteke. I really do. Uh, but he missed two golden opportunities against Arsenal, you know, just just a few just a few moments ago before we started recording this podcast. He's going to get more of those against Swansea, but it looks like Andros Townsend is back as least. Um, you know, as much as Andros Townsend was is going to be something against Arsenal, but um, yeah, the Benteke thing was a little disappointing just because um, not that anybody was starting him, but uh, they actually did a. Uh, little piece before the game that what he would do if he was going to take another penalty because he has missed two penalties this year, which is the most in the Premier League. Um, Sergio Aguero automatically came to mind for me, but then I remembered he um, missed a few in the Champions League. But, um, yeah, the this feels like the game you should play him in, but I'm still going to um, – I assume they get one more game out of Wilfried Zaha before he leaves, so I think Zaha would be my – my top choice. And then I would probably flip a coin between Kabai and Punchin because they're basically splitting corners at this point. Um, I think I would take either of those guys ahead of the head of Townsend. Like I want to see another, I mean, I'd like to see a big game out of Townsend first. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to be I the first the game, one there. I think the game that you're going to see it is this one. This one. Okay. Also, it's just really embarrassing to see in a game that you're down by two, you're, high money striker being subbed off for Fraser Campbell. <laughs> um, no, so well, you know, this, they had to limit his minutes so that he could play again two days later. Yeah. <laughs> On the Swansea side, it's Gilfie Sigerson and everybody else. Yeah. All right. Do you think Swansea score? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Palace are terrible defensively. Okay. So no defensive options in this one. Uh, I would I I ranked Wayne Hennessy. I think I ranked them tenth, uh, just because it's Swansea and they're at home. Uh, that's reasonable. I, I have no. Re- I'm not going to take him because he's not going to get. I don't think he's going to get many saves, but he he has the opportunity at least to maybe get three points on a clean sheet or five points, whatever it is. Five. Yeah. What's weird is that I feel like we had we like had Bob Bradley not been fired and they still lost this past weekend three nothing i'd feel more comfortable with sigurdsson because like i know what he can do under bradley but like at this point like what do we i mean he's still this kind of goes back to what i was saying about dimitri paya like he's a one-man team and you should be able to take that guy against crystal palace so i think i would take sigurdsson i mean he got you 13 and a half points last week right when we were debating sorry yesterday yesterday yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's expensive is the problem, but um, yeah, no, I would, that's, ta- I would I, definitely I, take him. Yeah, I would make him. He's definitely I, the. I, that's what I said. Yeah, he's definitely the best his, player in this I game. I think his ceiling is way too low, and I think his floor is. It's still nice, but thirteen point five is what you're going to get, most likely, unless he scores. Right, but that's a lot higher than you get from most guys if they don't score. Uh, fine, but I mean the guy, the guys that are in a similar price range. Let's say like a. Uh, I mean, Alexis and yeah, you know, it, like it's... Alexis but, and Ozil are the only guys yeah. who are going to be in that range, so you can have them all. I would say De Bruyne too, but he's a higher price range. Well, sorry, this is Tuesday. I was I was thinking DFS. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, for DFS, yes, on Tuesday, <clears throat> yes, yeah. yes, that's correct. All right, let's get to the last Tuesday game. It is Stoke. Oh God, did they it look awful? <laughs> It was so weird. They were so scrappy, yet they still folded. Mm-hmm. It was it was so strange. It was like uh, uh, anyway. We'll go to them in a second. They play. They take on Watford uh, in Stoke, but at the bet three sixty five. But Stoke, it basically it looked like whenever they had like a good hand in poker, they would just rip one of their cards in half without reading what the other guy actually had. They would mm-hmm. just assume that they had already lost. Right. Basically, they would they would score to tie the game. Like they they leveled the score twice against Chelsea, which is no easy thing to do, just in general. Yeah. Uh, and and in, within like five minutes, both times, I think one time within one minute, they let up the the they let up the next goal. Yeah. Uh, it was really strange. Um, kudos to Chelsea, but uh, I mean Stoke just they look lost defensively when they were finally getting some momentum. Uh, yeah, I think you you nailed it. They're just not. Um... They're just not good. That's the problem. Yeah, that, that is a problem. <laughs> that can certainly be a problem. Do you think they go with the big lineup again where they, you know, have Peter Crouch, they have 
Uh, I think they had Shawcross. They had Juif. They had a whole bunch of tall guys up on the pitch. Uh, Charlie Adam, actually, I think he picked up an assist. I mean, it's they basically just have Charlie Adam ping balls to guys who are tall. Um, I I mean, I guess, but it didn't. I mean, I guess it it worked against Chelsea. But expecting Peter Crouch, he started what two straight, right? Yeah. And expecting him, uh, like that's what you're relying on. You're relying on Peter Crouch to like get you over the line, but. I mean, theoretically, home against Watford, they should be able to do it. Watford give up a decent number of crosses. They're missing a few guys from injury. So, um, oh, I, I just feel like any Stoke guy you take, you're just gonna be angry about it when he inevitably does nothing. It's two be guys, Kiri or Joe Allen or Adam. Yeah, yeah, two guys for Watford. You do have to look out for for potential missing out for African Cup of Nations is Nordine Amrabat, yeah. who's been very good, and. Uh, and Guardiola, uh, like right. Guardiola, yeah, who who does play? So it's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think they're both um, here for this one, and then they and then they leave. But um, yeah, they. Uh, oh wait, it won't be it won't be Juve because he uh, oh potentially may not be Juve because he's off for African Cup of Nations. Same with Wilford Boney. Oh boy, what are they going to do without Wilford Boney? Um, <laughs> I dro- I dropped him in in Taga finally as you should have as you should have um like he should be dropped in the EFSA like a key a 20 person keeper league I'm not sure why anybody would hold on to him uh, I mean I've, I've from experience <laughs> as someone who started Demarai Gray this week at forward <laughs> because Alan Wilson didn't start there's yeah. nobody there I picked up Hal Robson Canu this week I picked him up I was- Saturday morning actually I was I was looking for him on Saturday morning. You beat you were the one who beat me to him. Yep, that's right. Good for you. Congratulations, sir. I still won handedly. Mm. As did <laughs> that I had. A, yeah, I, it it does help when you have Willie on and when you have Matt Phillips. Mm. That that helps in a twenty person keeper league. Yeah. Mine was Robson, Canu, Pogba, and Trippier. Anyway, um, yeah, this game should be absolutely awful to watch, um, and I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of scoring. In fact, I would guess this is the lowest scoring game of the three on Tuesday. It's certainly going to be the least watchable. Yeah. Uh, and that's with Crystal Palace and Swansea playing each other. Exactly. That says something. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the big one. We have the London Derby. It is Spurs taking on Chelsea. Chelsea going for their 14th straight win, which would be a record in a single season. Spurs look to play spoiler, even though they actually recently played. It's really strange how the fixtures work out for yeah. Spurs and Chelsea. Um, just a reminder, in the last time that they met, Spurs took a 1-0 lead through Christian Eriksen early in the game and then ran out of gas, basically. Uh, Chelsea turned it around on them to win 2-1. Um, Musa Dembele, I think, was rested today or yeah, yes. to, oh, yesterday, whatever it was. Today, yesterday. Today. 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 Sure. Sunday. He was rested today, I think, especially for this game on Wednesday mm-hmm. for Chelsea to make sure that he's ready to go so we can get, slap someone in the face. <laughs> they get in his fingers nice and ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, and, yeah, and it probably will be Cesc Fabregas again. Anyway. Um, it doesn't Isn't it Costa? Really, I, fine. It doesn't matter. I thought the, it was the two, they're, they're both troublemakers. Yes, it was Costa. Yeah. You're right. Um, but Spurs, Spurs against Chelsea. This one, I think, is going mean, to. Everyone thinks it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I see no reason for it not to be. I think that Chelsea are going to be def- responsible defensively, and I think that Christian Eriksen will see pressure on him that he hasn't seen in a little while. Totally agree. Um, there has been uh, some a little uproar recently, meaning today, Sunday, because Marcos Alonso um, is the appropriate term verb snapped he posted on snapchat i believe it's snapped obviously yes that's correct you are you are aging yourself by the second but yes it is yes i'm a 35 year old father of two i went to sleep at 10 30 last night it was new year's eve so that's who that's why i don't know what the appropriate verb for snapchat is and actually that's why you sound tired you went to bed really late yeah i have snapchat on my phone and i might get rid of it only because there's a one there's a little notification or it says i have a notification there's nothing there Things like that bother me. This is how old I, if I want to further date myself. Anyway, what the hell? Wait, is hold, on, about? hold on, hold on, hold. Let's back. I want to back up there just for a second. Yeah. Are you like me in that you hate seeing the red, like the red bubbles, like the red one bubble? They're like the bane of my existence. Okay, I just want to make sure because I am the same way as a thirty-one-year-old father of none. Yeah. Um, 
whenever I see people like post random like screenshots from their phone and they have like 1400 emails I'm just like I can't even be, like follow you anymore I just can't see that pop up in my thing anyway um what are we talking about Spurs. talking about um we're talking about unread emails no that's not what we were talking about <laughs> we're talking oh snapchat about... <laughs> snapchat right so marcus alonso snapped a picture of his of his ankle getting taped up or iced or examined whatever it was um and now everybody's very worried that he's going to miss this match because of this ankle injury and if he does miss out um what do you think chelsea does ola Ina. do you really no, that's yeah. what they should do. Yeah, what do you, but what, they'll probably what you, move Aspilicueta to the left and put Ivanovic on the right, right, like the idiots that they are. Um, but they wouldn't. Oh, okay. But but he's he'd be on the on the right of a back three. That should be at least better than a right back. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. It doesn't make. It doesn't fill me with joy. All right, you know what they also could do? They could put Aspilicueta on the left and. Zuma. Kurt Zuma, who's been close for a long time to returning, it could be well, his first game I, back. That would be a tough first game back. I, I tweeted this uh, earlier. Uh, I was going to say last week, but it was yesterday. Uh, Zuma's been on the bench for five straight games. Like, none of this, like, he's close to being back. Like, he's been on the bench, ready to go for five weeks or f- three weeks, however long five games is in this league. But um, he's not playing because he can't get a spot in the first 11. Because Gary good. Cahill has been too good, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, and he scored. Gary Cahill yeah, did. did. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know and how. Aspilicueta, I think Aspilicueta was rated as one of the best one-on-one defenders this season. So he's not leaving the lineup. Right. Well, yeah, he's certainly not. Um, and Luis isn't. No. So it's kind of like yeah, there's no yeah, spot for Zuma. It's, it's, it's good to see. I mean, it's it's fun to see that Chelsea there's competition at every single position except for striker yeah well in in that there's no other striker they can put midfielders up there and they'll still score see Pedro what but, about your boy Michi yeah actually, there's rumors that they're looking to transfer him out already <laughs> uh, why not? which is insane which is insane um, uh, hazard it, spots not there's no competition for that one uh, I, I, well, I guess we're, yes, fine, fine. It, 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 I'm saying that there's, he's being, uh, he, I think he's being pushed by the rest of the attacking midfielders and how well they are playing. That let's just say if Eden Hazard slumps for a while, he's not guaranteed that spot. Uh, you're totally wrong. I, I, I'm saying that, and as I said it, I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the Spurs side of the house. I mean, actually, you know, let's in terms of breaking down this game, do you feel like me that it's going to be a tight affair? Let's say under two and a half. For sure. And I'm not sure Fabregas starts. I'm not either. I think they're going to view this game and keep it close to the vest uh, yeah. as one they need to keep close to the vest and they'll put Maddich in there. Totally. Totally. Especially if they don't have a lot, you know, if they're going to shuffle their back four or their back, back three, five, whatever we want to call it, um, then you need to have a little more defensive might in the midfield. And that's definitely yeah. Maddich over Fabregas. But, and let's remember that this is a Wednesday affair, okay? Like, they're, they're, there's maximum rest here. Yeah, in yeah. These fixtures. It's a bummer for Chelsea having getting all this rest, traveling all the way to London. Yeah, to all, all the way match. to all the way to North oh, London. My, yeah, my God. Um, if Jose Mourinho were still in charge, there would be no doubt in my mind that John Obi Mikel would start this game. That is a very good joke. <laughs> it makes, it fills me with rage, but it's a very good joke. Uh, do you disagree, though? I don't. Is it, yeah, exactly. I think I think I think John Obi Mikel would be starting at striker yeah. if it was Jose no, Mourinho stop. still in charge. It would definitely right. be Conte and Mikel. That's right. Anyway, all right. Let's 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 talk about Spurs here. Uh, the one the one thing that I think Chelsea will have to play pay close attention to is the fact that they are very good at making late runs around Harry Kane. Yep. And you also need to cover Harry Kane as well. Sorry, covers one. You need to mark Harry Kane. So. With that in mind, with the back three, that does leave you susceptible to late runs, and the guy who does that the best is Deli Alley, especially yeah. today. Man, he looks so, good. Yeah, he looks he looks spry. Uh, so I mean, the, that that that's that's the that's the attack which they're going to have to thwart. And I believe that the guy to have that's not named Harry Kane or Christian Eriksen is definitely Deli Alley. On the he he's come off that early season slump kind of and. 
I think he's he's really picked up the pace the last month or so. So it's good to see that from a Spurs perspective. Do you take defensive options in this one? Let's just say I'll I'll, I'll pose. I know what you're gonna say, uh, but if let's just say they were so impressed with Kieran Trippier's two assists that Kyle Walker continues to sit for this one, they won't. But would you take an or let's just say Danny Rose? Because you like Danny Rose, would you take Danny Rose in this one? Um. No. It's tough, right? It's a, no. I, I mean, almost every week we're going to say that, yeah, Danny Rose is going to be one of the best defenders this week. I don't, I, I don't think that there is a defender that's worth it, including Marcus Alonso, if he starts. And this is a game that we think is going to be defensive. Yeah. Um, Strange, right? Yeah. This is, a, this, is a, this, is a, this is what I'm. This is what I'm getting at with you. So uh, we say it's going to be defensive. We like the under and two and a half, but we don't like any individual defender. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because it just has one one written all over it, and you don't get many points for that. So, uh, with that in mind, would you like uh, Diego Costa in this one? Do you think he's the one? Um, if like if you told me this game was one one, yeah, let's just say yeah, let's Costa's go that, the let's first. Go that assumption. Yeah, Costa's the first guy I would think of. And then, would you think Harry Kane first or Christian Eriksen? Um, ever since I have said that Erickson is like the guy to have Kane's gone on like a scoring streak, but, um, um, I think I would take, uh, Kane in this one only because I like Kane's chances against Louise or Cahill being caught out of position. than I do Erickson being able to break down and Conte or, uh, manage. All right. That sounds like really good analysis. That was much better than I was anticipating, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, you did great. All right, uh, let's go to DraftKings now. Uh, you double, you almost doubled my score this past uh, game week. So uh, I'm looking to maybe get some revenge this week. Uh, I won't. Uh, I've been know. pretty. T- Never know, Mike. I've been pretty. I I filled out a lineup with a thousand dollars remaining. That's how bad I feel like I'm going to be this week. Um. There's no requirement to fill. Yeah, I understand. I understand. That's that's a mental state that is not that has nothing to do with actual fact. Yeah. All right, but uh, I I will go with my goalkeepers and defenders first. Uh, Thirty-seven hundred goalkeeper. Guess who? Guess who it is? Yeah, Tom Heaton. Yep, that's too good of a value. It's too good of a value. Even if he only scores like four, six points, that's th- that's six points from a guy who's thirty-seven hundred. Right? That's pretty. That's not bad. For my goalkeeper. Okay. Uh, at defense, I have Leighton Baines at 5,000. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, that's right. He's been playing very well, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed. I haven't. Uh, exactly. No one has. Uh, Leighton Baines, because uh, they're going against Southampton, and I think Southampton are – they have no offense in their lift, and they're missing their best defender. That's a, I think that's a decent matchup for Leighton Baines at 5,000. Hmm. And I have Alexander Kolarov from Manchester City. Wow. This is just at forty three hundred. I think at forty three hundred, the value is there for Kolarov. Um, yeah, it's just a a matter of where he lines up, um, because he's kind of gone in between left back or center back, and even played some defensive midfield. But um, what was it? Forty three hundred. Yeah. I, can, I yeah, the, that's the a good thousand. Call. The thousand remaining is I can use it very easily to swap off of Kolarov. Um, no, I mean, if, I mean, it makes sense. Theoretically, they should have an easy time uh, shutting them out, too, right? Well, that's we always think that, but they always find a way to let up a goal against everybody. They being Man City. Well, that's true. That I specifically didn't rank uh, Claudio Bravo as high as a lot of other people. Yeah, just because. Of that reason, it's just uh, I can I can easily pivot to Patrick Van Anholt if I want to, or yeah. Craig Dawson. I'm not sure you play I Van Anholt against Man City though. Yeah, but I would I would I'd be tempted to play Craig Dawson of West Brom against uh, Hull. Uh, yeah, tempted. I'm just saying if Kolarov lines up as a center back, for example, that's who I would probably switch off to. Right. Okay. All right, but your your defense and goalkeepers. I have nobody else in those positions. Um, I have Vino Minone. But I may I have enough money for either David Marshall at West Brom or Darren Randolph home against United, um, and I like, theoretically I like I like Randolph and theoretically Heaton. But um, I have Minone in there, even though they were so bad. He was awful. Uh, you can't say Heaton weekend. now. 
can't take heat. You're right. I, I mean, in when I play everybody else, that's right. Um, I, um, I have Alan Niam at 4,700, thinking that West Brom should be able to attack more against Hull, and um, I have $3,700 Javier Manquillo because oh, um, I knew you were, I knew you were going to say Manquillo. Well, he's just a fullback in that price range who has at least moved up in the past. Um, as you can tell, I'm very excited about him. Uh, And I actually have a defender in my utility spot. Um, I paid 4,800 for daily blend. Yeah. Yeah. I always have a tough time debating between daily blend and Antonio Valencia. Yeah. I I, blend has been take has been basically splitting corners, which is why I'm able to convince myself into it. I had initially started my lineup with James Milner and, um, He's at like 7,400, I think it was, which like if there's a time that you're going to take him, it should be against Sunderland. But that price is just so prohibitive for the rest of my lineup, um, particularly because I don't think he has like $3,000 worth of value over daily blend. So that's why I, I eventually just went down to blend instead. Yep. That makes total sense. All right. Your midfield, sir. Um. I have just two pure midfielders. Um, okay. I have uh, Kevin De Bruyne at 9,800 and yep. Chris Brunt at 5,000. And I don't really love Brunt, but um, I felt I needed a little more West Brom exposure and I couldn't afford um, Matt Phillips with the two forwards that I have. Uh, spoiler alert, I have them both. Who both? Chris Brunt and De Bruyne. Oh, okay. Great. Yep. All right, so I have them too, and I have two more midfielders actually. Okay. Uh, I have Yaya at five thousand, mm, same yeah. as Brunt. I was gonna say and, I had Yaya, and then I went to Brunt, and yeah. Yep, I decided not to choose between either one of them. I just okay. had to choose both, and I have Henrik Mkhitaryan at <sighs> seventy-two hundred. I love Mkhitaryan too. Um, I eventually decided to go. Who um, would you consider the two best forwards in the Premier League? Um, Zlatan and Aguero. That's who I have. Yeah, I have Zlatan. I have one of those yeah. two. Um, so instead of Aguero, I have Kevin De Bruyne. Um, right. So I have De Bruyne and Aguero, which is why I couldn't go Yaya also. Yep. That, yep. That just felt a little too That's much. Too much. Yep. Too heavy. Right. Even though it is a great matchup. Right. Uh, my my my. I mean, I have the same raw number of City players as you, but I have one of them as defender. Yeah. It, I have two guys who are. I mean. As much as you can call Aguero and Ibra goal dependent because they happen to score more often, but um, well, the th- well, the thing about Ibra is he takes a lot of shots, right? So that kind of, that kind of helps his floor. Yeah, the Aguero goal odds, and I know that like you shouldn't like overthink those, but those are like Ronaldo goal odds, and Ronaldo, yeah, and he's coming off a blank, right? Right. So I think he's both due. of those guys, I I wouldn't be surprised if by lineup lock I move Ibrahimovic out. I think, you know, getting a lot of shots is nice, but that price is, is pretty high where I could get, you know, Mkhitaryan and, and upgrade my defense or, or Brunt. But um, for the purposes of making a lineup in three minutes, that's what I came up with. <laughs> yeah, and you have to like Ibrahimovic because he's also getting assists recently. Yeah, he's creating some chances. He, he's just a much better um, player on FanDuel than he is on, not that he's like a bad player on, on DraftKings, but what he does kind of equates more on FanDuel. So um, it'll be tough fitting him and Aguero in there too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it, it, you, you, I think this is a rare forwards week, at least, at least the top end forwards, because a lot of them have good matchups. Well, a lot of the high end midfielders are not on the Monday slate. Like you've got yeah. the Spurs and Chelsea, Sigurdsson, yeah. um, the Arsenal guys. Um, that's about it. I was going to say, I was <laughs> going to try. I'm looking at that's Stoke Watford. Like, who am I going to pick out from this game? That's that's a good number. That's a good number of right. teams. Right. So, and also, I mean, that means Etienne Capoue is not available. Oh, bummer. How could, how could you forget? Gross. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let, let, let's end our beginning to 2017 on the Etienne Kapue note. And uh, we will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We will review game week 20 
on our next episode and actually really get you ready for the effect of AFCON on certain lineups uh, when everyone officially starts to leave for Africa. Now, uh, be sure to uh, catch us for all the other podcasts that we do. Uh, We also have the DFS podcast with Jordan Cooper. So I like the work that you and him are doing as well. So keep uh, keep on the lookout for more of those. And also just check out rotowire.com slash soccer for all the great content that we provide for you, for your DFS and for your league, uh, sorry, your draft league purposes. We will talk to you again later on this week. For Andrew, I have been Mike. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.